Welcome everyone. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. And so I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. Let me start off with a small little story. My daughter, uh, Rachel, a number of years ago, we were at a soccer field and she was playing off to the side. Ben was playing soccer and uh, Rachel was playing with some of her friends. Well, it was kind of dusk. It was getting a little bit dark and um, they were playing and I was watching Ben. I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention to Rachel. She was playing with friends. Everything seemed fine. And then all of a sudden, I heard a high pitch squeal. Daddy, daddy. She began to absolutely scream. And I look over and to my shock and to my horror, there is literally blood pouring down her nose. It was like a, a, a Friday the 13th movie scene for a moment. I was like, oh my goodness, what in the world happened, honey? And she's crying. I'm like, settle down. What happened? Like I thought we had to take her to the hospital and she'd been playing hide and go seek and she was running away and she was looking at a friend who was chasing her. And all of a sudden, as she's running, she literally steps into and runs straight into a tree. Well, thankfully she didn't break her nose. It was sore for a couple of days, but the look on her face, the blood running down her face, I was just absolutely shocked at what had happened. She didn't see it coming. Isn't that like life sometimes? You know, you and I don't see it coming. It's kind of like we're, we're playing, we're having fun, we're doing life, we've got no worries, no concerns. And then all of a sudden it's like something whacks us upside the head and we didn't see it coming. COVID-19 was a little bit like that. For many of you, we didn't see it coming. However, haven't you ever been around someone? You've been in an office environment, a business environment, and someone got fired. Someone got let go from their job. And haven't you actually noticed that the person who got fired, the person who got let go, they didn't see it coming either. But here's what's interesting about them not seeing it coming is that everyone else or lots of people around them saw it coming. Why? Because there was habits. There was themes of their life. There were things that people understood. It was like the person who was in the job, they didn't see it coming. It was like there was blind spots and they couldn't see the trajectory of their decisions was actually taking them to a future that they did not want, nor did they expect, nor did they like. Isn't it amazing though, that the person that gets let go of a job in a, if they're late to work, if they're not working hard, they didn't see it coming, but so many other times other people saw it coming. Have you ever been talking to someone and you were having a chat and all of a sudden they look at you and say, do you realize you have a forest in your teeth? My wife was having a chat with one of our staff members a while ago, and she was having one of those firmer, harder chats that occasionally a boss has to have with someone, and she was kind of saying, listen, this is not good enough, this is this, and the staff person began to laugh, and she's like, why are you laughing? 
And he was like, you got a forest in your teeth. She didn't see it coming. Did you know that the Word of God, the Bible says in the book of James, that the Word of God is, is like a mirror that it actually reveals to us and it says when you and I read it and hear it, if we simply hear the Word but don't do anything about the forest in our teeth, if we don't see it coming, we'll walk away and life will hit us like a ton of bricks. I wonder what the trajectory of your life is. Here's what's amazing, that other people are sometimes better at determining or seeing the trajectory of our lives than we are. How in the world do they do that? How do other people see it coming when you and I do not see it coming? I believe they see it coming because there is a trajectory, there is a a, a, a theme about our lives that other times other people see, but we don't see. And I want to unlock today, I want to preach to you around this thought that I believe that God wants you to unlock the trajectory of your life. God wants you to move forward. God wants you to be a, a person who knows Him and loves Him and serves Him and is blessed in, in your thinking, in your heart, in your life. God Himself wants you blessed, but He's actually given us tools and resources by His Spirit, by, by other leaders around us, by His Word that begin to equip us and show us how to literally unlock the trajectory of our lives. James, the brother of Jesus, uses an amazing story in James chapter 3. James chapter 3, he begins to speak to the Christians, those believers, those who've trusted in the person of Christ, and he begins to tell them the power of the tongue. And he uses three illustrations, and I will point out three, but then I'll focus on one. He uses three illustrations. One of them, he says, the tongue... He says it's like a fire. Recently in Australia, there was huge, massive fires all across the country. But what's amazing about a huge fire is that it always starts off small. And James, the brother of Jesus, anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit to write the Scriptures, literally tells you and me that the tongue is like a fire that though it starts small, it spreads. He goes on to tell us that that like a horse, a massive, muscular, fast, powerful horse is literally controlled by this little bit in its mouth. He says, so the life of a person is controlled by its tongue. Have you ever walked up to a horse? Have you ever brushed a horse? Have you ever ridden a horse, got kicked off a horse? A friend of mine who comes to our church loves horses. He's, he's about to get some horses. There's something magnificent, impressive. The closer you get to a horse, you're like, my goodness, look at the muscles on this thing. Look at the size of this thing. But it's a thing about this big that literally controls the direction of the horse. He uses one more illustration. He says, do you see a boat? Do you see a sailboat? Do you see the trajectory of a sailboat? Do you know the direction that it's going? And here's what he says. He says, it is simply the rudder 
of the boat that determines the trajectory. And I want to tell you today, just like the rudder of a boat determines the trajectory of that boat, James tells you and me that the tongue is like the rudder of our lives and it determines, hear me now, it determines the trajectory of your life and my life. How do you change the trajectory of your life? You've got to begin to say, what do I continually say about myself? What is the song that I sing about myself? A great leader by the name of Keith Craft, he says, our life sentences become our life sentence. What's he saying? He's saying that the theme, the statements, the things that we say, and we often don't even see it. It's like broccoli in your teeth. The things that you say, not one time, not three times, not for a week. No, the things that you say continually about your life, they are setting a course of your life. Here's the thing, you and I don't determine the tide of life. You and I don't determine the wind and sometimes the the velocity of the wind that comes against the boat of our lives. You and I don't determine the smallness and the bigness of the waves. But do you know what we determine? Do you know what I determine? As a man of faith, I determine the speech of my life. I, did, I, I determine the declarations of my life. And when I have positive life sentences, those things become the theme of my life. But when I have negative life sentences continually, they become a prison to my life. Man, I hope you're getting something out of this talk. I am not just giving you a sermon, some cute idea. I am preaching today that I believe that God wants you to unlock the trajectory of your life by understanding the words that you and I speak. You might be like, Pastor Anthony, I tried that. I did that for a week. I did that for a month. I even did it for a year. Heck. If you've been around church long enough, how many know there's a language sometimes around the house of God? There's a language when you get around certain Christians, just like there's an accent in Brooklyn, there's an accent in in Long Island, there's an accent in Jersey, there's an accent in the South, there's an accent in, in Columbia, there's an accent in Australia. And eventually, if you and I get around other people, our accent starts to change. It even starts to shift. As, a, as an Aussie, my accent is not perhaps as strong as it used to be. But you get me around some Australians and all of a sudden, some Australian words will start popping out. I'll be saying bloke. I'll be saying flip. I'll be saying all kinds of things that I probably don't say anymore. Why? Because when you get around a certain environment, your language, it starts to change. Here's the problem. Sometimes our language changes, our accent changes, even the rudder of our life changes. But I've noticed this, you can't just speak one thing and your mind and the meditation and the thinking and the pictures that you see yourself, you can't say one thing and everything else is defeated internally and change your life. Understand this, that yes, your tongue has power. Yes, it is the rudder of your life, but you know what it's also powerful? Your imagination, your mind. Your mind is like 
If you have an unhealthy, negative mind, it's like holes on the boat. The rudder determines the course, but I can look at a boat. You don't have to be an expert on a boat. And you can go and, and check out the boat. You say, man, there's holes in the boat. See, if you and I don't just determine our speech, but we renew our mind, we change what we are feeding it, we are changing what's getting into our heart, then we're saying one thing and we're living another. We cannot be that kind of people. See, God takes Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. He says, leave your country. He says, leave your people. And he says, and leave your father's household. And he says, and go, go to the land. I will show you. The first thing he does when he takes Abraham out, he calls him out. He calls him. He had to take him out because he had to take him to a new way of thinking. It isn't just enough to change his speech. God changed his speech. He said, no longer Abram. But Abraham, Abraham meant the father of many nations. And every time he would introduce himself to people, he would declare what his future was. But God did not just change his tongue. Hear me now. God changed. Listen to this. This has changed your life. God didn't just change his tongue. He changed his imagination. He changed his mind. He changed what he thought about. See, at nighttime, he saw the promises of God. At morning time, he saw the promises of God. And so God didn't just change his speech so that he was a fake hypocrite. No, he changed his speech and he changed his imagination, what he pictured in his life. So I want to tell you today that it is both your speech that's the rudder. It is your imagination and your thinking. That's like fixing the holes in your boat. Do you have holes in your boat? Is it always leaking water? Man, you got to get along that and recognize that. Put patches on that. Start to feed your mind. And when you feed your mind on the right thing, when you get God's Word, when you get life-giving things into your mind, healthy things. The Apostle Paul told the church in Philippians 4.8, Think on these things which are good and lovely and excellent. And if anything is praiseworthy, he says, dwell and think on these things. Solomon said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Jesus says, did I not tell you? If you would believe, that's to do with your thinking and your heart. If you will believe, you'll see the goodness of God. It isn't just enough to change the rudder. You're going to deal with the, the actual boat and make sure there's no holes in your boat. And I've found that life has an ability, has the capacity to kind of put holes in your boat. But man, we've got to fill that thing. And we've got to say, man, I'm going to change my thinking. Do you really think that you're going to get a healthy, strong relationship? Maybe this is an example to the girls do you really think you'll get a healthy, strong relationship if all you ever do is talk about men and say, man, all men are dogs? Do you really think you're going to get out of business and, and, and make a success if all you talk about is how bad the economy is? Do you think that maybe business has changed and business is bad? And maybe there's some things that have shut their doors on you, but if all you ever dwell on how bad it is and, and, the, and the opportunity's lost, no, 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 you need to... Shift your focus and talk about the capacities and, and, and the creative days that are ahead. See, you've got to determine what are the holes in my boat. If you keep talking about, you know, 
number of years ago, I remember walking past this t-shirt. You had all kinds of t-shirts on the Jersey Shore. And it was a t-shirt and it said, game over. And it had a picture of a man and a wife and they're getting married. What's it saying? It's giving us an imprint that when you get married, the game it's saying is over. Can you really have a healthy marriage if you think the game is over when you get married? No, you get a break. That is a faulty mindset. Do you know that the Bible refers to the word church not as a building, but refers to the church as a ecclesia? It means the called out ones. Abraham is the first example of a called out one. God had to call him out. If you put your faith in Christ, you're one of the called out ones, which means you can't think like everyone else thinks. The rudder of your life, it's the tongue. The holes in your boat, it's your thinking. You gotta, you gotta renew it, you gotta change it. But let me give you one more that I think at this time is so vital and I, I felt like the Holy Spirit just quickened that to me this morning. It's this. The wind of the Holy Spirit pushes the boat. But let me say this. It is the sails of your life that catch the wind and the sails of your life that is praise. Hear me now. The sails, you've got to put up the sails. You're gonna be intentional with the sails of your life. See, I believe praise, praise, Revelation 4 and 5 would tell us is the atmosphere of heaven. Jesus came in Isaiah 61. He says one of the things He would do is He would take off a garment of heaviness. A garment of heaviness means anxiousness, depression, all kinds of just clothing that's dirty. And He says, and I will give unto them a garment of praise, material of praise. And I think in the boat, and I believe in the boat of your life. You've got to raise the sail called praise. Praise isn't something we do as a warm-up. Praise is that thing that you and I are created to do. We are intended, we are made to praise. If you don't praise God, you'll praise all kinds of other things that are not worthy of praise. But watch this now, when you praise, the breath of the Holy Spirit comes because praise accesses heaven. Praise accesses the presence of God. Praise attracts Jesus Himself. When He's praised, He's, He's lifted up and the breath of God begins to blow on your life. Many years ago, I was probably 13, 14. I was invited to go to a tennis camp at the time. And in one of the times that there wasn't tennis instruction or, or, or um, competition going on, we got to go into this boating area. And I'd never really been on a boat before. And I went on this small little boat. It could fit one or two people. I was like, I'll go by myself. I'll, I'll jump on this boat. And I was trying to work out how to, how to work it and it kept falling over. And, and there was almost, there was zero wind on the lake that day. And I was going so slow, it was almost embarrassing. Like I was barely getting anywhere. And then all of a sudden, the wind changed. And the wind changed and before you know it, I'm sitting on this boat and, and this breath had come. And all of a sudden, I had a, a new trajectory. 
And I want to tell someone today, can you ask yourself a question? If you keep speaking the way you're speaking, if you keep saying what you're saying, will it produce the fruit that you want? Or do you need to change the rudder of your life and begin to speak something differently and declare something differently? Do you need to evaluate some of the holes that maybe are in the boat and there's water leaking and and the water seems like it's going everywhere. Why? Because there's faulty thinking and negative thinking and maybe ungodly thinking there and you're going to feed that faith and patch up the holes and say, God, help me, help me protect the life you've given me by protecting so that the outside water doesn't come in. But I want to say to many of you today, praise is your weapon. Praise is not cute. Praise is not for this one and that one, a spiritual one. Praise is for every man. Praise is for every woman. Praise is for every child. Praise is is the thing that attracts heaven. Praise is the thing that the wind of God comes on your life. The presence of God will come in your home right now as you praise Him. Do you want to unlock the trajectory of your life? I believe God has given me a specific word for each and every single one of you today. Your tongue has power, but don't just speak. No, change your imagination and the picture of your mind, how God sees you, what your life can be and allow a godly imagination in here. The devil lures us into all kinds of nonsense, but allow a godly imagination in here. Allow a, 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 a soft imagination in here that allows and values the things of God, that values people. But I wanna tell you, it is praise. Praise that attracts the breath of God, the presence of God. And all of a sudden, You'll go from doing it in your own strength to my goodness, all of a sudden I feel like I'm I'm being taken by the one who has all the power and the life in Him. And He wants to take your life in the right trajectory and breathe on it. But He's given us His Word to teach us how to do that. I cannot tell you enough how praise will change the atmosphere if you're not used to doing it. Praise will lighten the mood. Praise will bring joy even in the hardest times. It was in the book of Acts that Paul and Silas are thrown in prison and they just start praising and then the prison doors are open. Then the shackles come off their feet. There are some doors that will never open until you start praising. There are some shackles that will never break until you start praising. God desires to breathe upon your life and He does it through the power, the power of praise. The tongue, the theme, the sentences, it's the trajectory of your life. You're thinking, it'll literally hold, it'll be like the the boat. The, the, the wooden piece that must float above everything else. You and I don't get to determine how big the waves are sometimes. You and I don't get to determine the, the tide. But we do determine the rudder and we do determine our imagination in the boat and we do determine praise. I believe praise is an important weapon for you, not just at this time, but for the rest of your life. Listen to what Abraham did in Galatians chapter four. 
He's the first example of the church. He's called out from a different place. But in Galatians chapter 4, He's given incredible promises. But God says about Him, Paul writes about Him in Galatians 4, in the Amplified Bible, it says this, I think it's Galatians 4.20. He says, And He grew strong as He gave glory to God. His faith was strengthened as He prays. He could believe that God's promises were for Him as He prays. They took longer than He wanted them to take, but He praised. And I believe that praise is an important revelation that every man, every woman, every, every Christian needs to get. Not so you feel good, but so that the breath of God would come over your life and a joy will come and a strength will come. Those who wait upon the Lord, He shall renew their strength. We don't see a lot of things coming, let's be honest. But I want to speak over our church. I see champions rising. I see mighty men, mighty women of faith coming out of this house. I see as we come out of COVID-19, I see more people in the house of God. I see families restored. I see young people getting on fire for God. I see, see, I I just don't want to talk about the bad things. I need to talk about the great things. I I see business people going, man, that idea didn't work, but I'm going to run with something else. I see people working with character and gifting. I see people honouring God with their finances so that they're heart and their homes are thriving. I see people responding to the call of God to preach. I see people stepping up into new realms of leadership and, and, and service. I see people making a difference everywhere. I see, I see musicians writing songs. I see authors writing books. I see a, a, an army rising. I see the greatest days ahead for this house, Church Alive. I see vision in the hearts and minds of men. I see people getting off addictions if they humble themselves and place themselves in the right environment. I see a move of God coming. I see a move of God coming. What do you see? We don't see everything coming. But I see the hand of God coming all across this nation. Come on, close your eyes with me. Bow your head. Father, I thank You for every man. I thank You for every woman, every young person watching right now. And in the mighty Name of Jesus, I pray for them today that their minds, their hearts, their spirit would be strong. Holy Spirit, breathe on them. Newness of life. Father, I thank You. Your Word says, Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Father, I thank You for a fresh move of God in every family, every life, in Jesus' Name. Friend, let me talk to you for a second. If you've never responded, never received Jesus, you might have been quite foreign to hearing someone talk to you from the Bible, from um, from the teachings of Jesus and from the teachings of the apostles. And that might be foreign to you, but you, you feel a drawing, you feel a sense of God drawing. You're like, man, I, I, I don't know everything, but I just, I, just, I just feel like I have to give my life to Jesus. I'm gonna pray for you in a moment. Maybe you one time walked with God 10 years ago, 20 years ago, grew up in Sunday school and church and, and you had a genuine faith, but 
just seemed like you got lost along the journey or you ran from God, whatever it might be. The Father has been looking. The Father's been waiting for you. He wants to throw a party for you. He wants to bring you back to Himself. Don't feel like you've done too much. No, His grace is more than enough. His grace and mercy is more than enough to forgive everything you've ever done and give you a hope and a purpose for now. He died on the cross for you. He rose from the dead. He is the risen, resurrected Savior. We don't serve a dead God. He's a living God. And He wants to change. He wants to come into your life if He has not already. I want to pray for you right now to receive. Some of you for the first time to receive Christ. Others of you, you just say, Pastor Anthony, I need to come back today. I've been running. I've been ignoring. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I pray right now for every person who's heard this message. I pray you'd come alive. I pray, Lord God, that you would speak to them where they need it. I pray, Father, that it would just bring strength and health and encouragement to your house, that it would bring vision and dreams to your house, that it would bring growth to your house. I trust you for that. Every person receiving Jesus, pray this quickly with me. Say, Jesus, I need you. I declare you are Lord. I declare I need your saving. I need your help. Change my life in your powerful name.